You are listening to the Nirvana Podcast, Season 2, Episode 16. Our top 10 favorite songs and final thoughts. Hello everybody, welcome to the Nirvana Podcast. My name is Sitra. And I'm Yiditja. And I'm breaking the microphone. Yes, uh, you <laughs> thought, uh, oh, it's, it's, it's like the last episode, so let's, uh, let's trash all the stuff we've got. Yeah, right? That, that's how you do it. That's Just like at the end of a gig. Yeah, it's like Nirvana. a total in Nirvana spirit. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for that, especially <laughs> because it's my stuff that you're breaking <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> no, um, it's true, though. It's our final episode of the Nirvana podcast. Yeah. We've had quite a journey, I, I would say. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Totally picture us uh, doing the first episode... <laughs> Back in my old house in Amsterdam. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> talking together in one USB microphone. <laughs> yeah. Sounding pretty crappy, I think. Um, and look well, where we are now. And look where we are now in like a professional, no, not so professional studio, <laughs> but still, I, I hope we do sound a lot better. Uh, yeah. That's one of the things that uh, I regret most, I think, about the whole um, podcast experience. That in the beginning, I thought, oh, I don't want to spend too much money and time in doing it and... Uh, and then later I thought, no, I want to sound better and I want to uh, share more uh, interesting footage and audio and stuff. So, yeah. Isn't that like basically the journey of Every everybody's po- podcast? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So uh, if you're out there listening and you think, oh, I want to do my own podcast, here's my piece of advice. Try to be reasonably good from the start because later on you probably want to do better and then... You're going to regret it, like me, that you sound pretty crappy in the beginning. Anyway, that being said, um, I was wondering, what was your favorite episode that we've done? The first that comes to mind is the episodes we did with the guests, just because it was such a different format. And I've learned so much from our guests. I think that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it's really nice. I think I also really enjoyed our conspiracy episode just because we we sort of balanced out all of the internet conspiracy thingies that that are out there and uh yeah yeah uh, yeah although we weren't that convincing to everybody we got a facebook message from uh, from from somebody saying that we got it all wrong because there was one detail that we didn't mention so <laughs> yeah true we did didn't get him uh, convinced that maybe there's not a conspiracy going on but uh, yeah I, I mean we could be wrong i'm of not course. saying we're right and but... we never even said that it's total bs but we suggested that it might be yeah <laughs> exactly and then yeah. what about you well also the the, the episodes with uh, the guests on uh, but also uh, the krishna for podcast <laughs> i don't know why just probably because uh, also that's one where i learned a lot because yep. I totally lost track of Chris's uh, career after Nirvana. Yeah. And I just pretty soon stopped paying attention. And so there was a lot to discover there. Yeah, yeah And sure. I think, um, yeah, we helped our listeners to unearth uh, some stuff that they probably never heard. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that was a cool one. Uh, and I also liked uh, every episode where we did uh, the albums just track yeah. by track. They were actually the easiest to do because... <laughs> We didn't have to make sure that it was a story that we were telling that people could actually follow yeah. because we could just always say, well, here's the next track and then go to that <laughs> one. That was pretty pretty easy. Yeah, um, true. And I think uh, today is going to be 
more or less the same thing. Yep. Because today we are going to present our official top 10 favorite Nirvana songs. Yeah. I worked out a system uh, to, yeah. <laughs> to decide uh, what it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Explain the system to our listeners. So okay. they, they know that this is our top 10. Yeah. So we had to find some compromise, but you had like a pretty nifty way of yeah. <laughs> deciding how to do that. Yeah. Here's what I uh, came up with. Uh, we both got a hundred points that we could divide over 10 Nirvana songs, our favorite songs, and then we would just add up the points. Yeah, and we didn't know what the other would do. No, so, no. so we both made, both made a list. Uh, you had to award every song at least one point. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's how we did it. <laughs> I think we got a quite a balanced list with some songs that you wanted to have in there and I didn't vote for and the other way around. We also asked uh, our listeners uh, yeah. to, uh, to come up with their favorite uh, songs. Uh, we got quite some responses of that, uh, both on our Facebook page and on our uh, email address. They suggested a total of 31 songs. Wow. <laughs> and awesome. I think that really goes to show um, how broad the quality of the work of Nirvana is. I mean, yeah. they only had three proper studio albums and still 31 songs that were mentioned by fans. Yeah. And there are still songs that we put in our top 10 and isn't mentioned by any of the fans and the wow. other way around amazing yeah yeah in fact the song where the listeners voted for the most isn't even in our top 10 <gasps> i'm sorry listeners. yeah we're not in sync with you <laughs> apparently although i must say um that that kind of is your fault because i voted for the song but uh, you Aww. didn't okay i'm i'm doubly sorry want to know what song it is yeah or, uh, it's uh, aneurysm ah yeah yeah and uh as a gesture to our listeners we're gonna Check it out anyway. Yeah. So there's one song that you won't um, hear in our top 10. Although, uh, yeah, it kind of kind of hurt when I, when I added up the points and I saw that this one didn't make the cut. Oh, I'm sorry. It, I mean, it would have been like 11th or 12th for me. So, yeah. but just not top 10. Yeah, I was looking at, at our list um, and I, I was thinking we've got a really nice top 10. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy with that. But there's also a top 10 of songs that aren't in there and that, that hurts a little bit. But um, <laughs> yeah, we'll... We'll get to that. There's also some some loose ends and topics that we just never uh, got to discuss. And well, this is our final chance, uh, so we're we're gonna do that. Um, have you ever heard the AI created Nirvana song? Oh right, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what like, you mean. Uh, yeah, a, a, a couple of years ago, um, it was like I don't know if it was all over the news. It was all over my news feed. Let let's <laughs> put it like that. That. Um, 
somebody had like an uh, artificial intelligence program a model that created a fake nirvana song yeah uh called uh, drowned in the sun i think what they did they uploaded like um, the files of about 30 songs by nirvana oh. and then have it analyzed and then have the <laughs> ai come up with something similar that, mm-hmm. that's basically how it how it worked unfortunately the computer program couldn't um created actually not with like the vocals and stuff so they had a the singer of a uh, Nirvana tribute band uh, um, do, do the vocals. But um, anyway, here's how it sounds. Would you award it any points if it was an actual Nirvana song? Mm, nah. <laughs> it sounds good, but it sounds like Nirvana ripoff. <laughs> yeah, it does, right? Yeah. yeah. And how do we know for sure this is done by AI? Because I've seen a lot of, look what an AI did on <laughs> on Twitter, which is usually just somebody doing it and then trying to get the attention by saying it was AI. So uh, I don't know that. for sure. I didn't no. fact check that. <laughs> yeah. If it was a move like that, it's a very smart move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so for it, sure. It totally, totally worked. Uh, it wasn't uh, that original though, because um, before this one, there was another um, fake Nirvana <laughs> song created by a computer program, mm-hmm. or at least um, the lyrics were created. And uh, I think it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't produce a very interesting song, but the the words are like a, a puzzle, like a ongoing right. Nirvana quiz, <laughs> where your nice. brain will immediately try to identify the song where the words uh, come from. So um, here's a here's a little piece uh, of that. It's called Smother. Nirvana bingo. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. Yeah, uh, I think a fun thing is that he also uploaded the lyrics of uh, cover songs that Nirvana did. So yep. every now and then you hear a phrase from David Bowie or something <laughs> in there. I think it's pretty, yeah, uh, pretty funny. Yeah, cool. And of course, the vocal melody at the end yep. is exactly Ex- the same as yeah. uh, about a girl. So yep. yeah, I thought it was a fun project. I had it in mind to discuss on the podcast several times, but it just never really fit. So, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do today. (laughs) It's just this. Surprise. Yeah. (laughs) Our whole top 10 is songs like this, right? (laughs) (laughs) That would be surprising, yeah. Are we also talking about, um, listeners might remember that 
we're still waiting for Michael Stipe to send us his song. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, I... and we have, like, recently you sent me like, Eddie Vedder doing an REM cover. Right. So it's like, okay, so Michael, come on, people are doing your stuff. Yeah, you're right. Uh, wait, l- let me pull up the REM. Uh, Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam singing uh, REM's Drive. Rock and roll, nobody tells you where to go, baby. What if I ride? What if you walk? What if you rock around the clock? Yeah, so I was just picturing Eddie Vedder being bored at home and coming across a karaoke track on YouTube <laughs> and thinking like, oh, I might as well sing over this and, and put it out there. Yeah, that, that is what it sounds like. And I, I love Eddie Vedder's voice and I really like this song, so yep. there's no problem there. It's just that the arrangement is pretty much the same so it yeah. it sounds exactly like you describe yeah but still it's it's nice i think it was on a on a soundtrack yeah yeah so something, something like, like that, that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah but but you're right we talked a lot about michael stipe but he hasn't talked back <laughs> no i just i i was hoping that i mean this being our last episode and everything that he would like do the right thing but yeah show up as like a surprise guest exactly yeah exactly. yeah would, would have been nice yeah but uh no unfortunately um he's not no nope. gonna have to disappoint you uh there and also um some of our listeners have asked us if we were going to do another podcast together mm-hmm. after this one uh somebody even just assumed that we would and only <laughs> asked uh, what band we would cover yeah. well rem would have been an interesting choice yeah. but um, to be honest, we don't have plans to do another podcast anytime no. soon. Well, well, I had an idea. Let oh. me run this by you. Because Kurt Cobain had this list of 50 favorite albums, right? Yeah. Well, there was this podcast a couple of years ago that covered David Bowie's 50 favorite books. They had like a ah. book club because cool. he'd, he'd written an article about these are the best books. You should read them. Um, and they did a book club where people could read along and then they do a podcast. So I was thinking, maybe we could start like an album club. The Kurt Cobain album club. The Kurt Cobain album club. Ooh, that's a really great idea for a third season if we would do a third season. Exactly. So yeah. when, whenever a- sometime in the future when we have like spare time, <laughs> just yeah. think about if, it. If another virus shows up and takes over the world and exactly. locks us up in our home, we're gonna, <laughs> totally going to do that. Well, we, we might. I, th- I think it's a great idea. I can't make any promises. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> no. Well, we can promise that we won't make an REM podcast. So Exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah. Ah. But also, it's, it's good maybe to remind our listeners that we... Uh, are going to uh, quit this podcast, but our advice is not to unsubscribe because, well, we might do like a comeback episode every now and then if there's a reason to do so, maybe like a new release or a new whatever. Maybe we'll come back and and discuss it a bit more. So 
Don't don't give up on us yet. <laughs> no, exactly. These official two season runs are over, um, and um, enough ideas and whatever. But um, yeah, there's also uh, work, family, and other things we need to do. Yeah, so. and maybe other podcasts to make. Yeah, exactly. Maybe not about music, or maybe yep. for other people. Who knows? But but speaking of um, continuing this podcast, which we won't do. If anybody out there is listening and thinking about taking over, yeah. uh, I'd be happy to help them out. I could even upload them in the same channel if we are on the same page about That's what it idea. should be. So if you have any ideas uh, to uh, take on the, the mantle of Nirvana <laughs> podcaster, yeah. we'd, we'd happy to pass on the, the flame. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's not enough Nirvana podcasts out there. so uh... No, no, totally. And that, that was like the main reason to start this one. Are there REM podcasts? <laughs> I haven't checked that out. Mm. No. What I did check out the other day was uh, Bandsplain. It's mm-hmm. a Spotify thing. I don't know if you ever heard of no? it. Uh, what they do is they just take an artist. They say it's cult art- artists, but it's not really because it's REM. Um, today I listened to the Counting Crows episode. Uh, and they just discuss their careers, basically what we're doing just in one episode. Right. Because they're uh, on Spotify, they can include complete tracks. Ah, so that's nice. interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and there was an episode about R.E.M., which I really enjoyed. So it's uh, it's pretty good. It's called nice. Bandsplain. You can yeah. find it on uh, on Spotify if cool. you want to. Circling back to... Uh, <laughs> exactly. Perhaps uh, a next continuation of our podcast. Um, we got contacted... Uh, by a Pearl Jam podcast called Life on Four Legs after we did the Nirvana Pearl Jam crossover um, episode. And what they do is they uh, analyze and discuss complete live shows. The guy who runs the show, he uh, suggested that we might do the same for Nirvana, which I thought was a cool idea. But then again, we had just decided to <laughs> exactly to, to, to put an end uh, to, the, to the show, at yep. least uh, as far as we're concerned. Yep. So um, yeah, maybe uh, if you were... <laughs> thinking after my suggestion uh, oh maybe I'm that person hmm, what could I do to make a season 3 of the Nirvana podcast well perhaps you could take some notable Nirvana live shows and yeah. uh, and analyze and discuss them uh, I'd, I'd, exactly. I'd be uh, a listener that's for sure yeah yeah, me too definitely yeah and we can also uh, put you in touch with the guys from uh, Life on Four Legs I'm, I'm sure they're uh, they're happy to help out as well so yeah. uh, who knows something that you probably don't know because we haven't discussed this. <laughs> okay. But I was really happy uh, when you brought up REM because there is a track by REM that I had on the playlist for a long time but just never got to play. Can you guess which one it is? I have no clue. Um, there is one REM song uh, written by Michael Stipe that I think he even confirmed is about Kirk. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's called uh, uh, Let Me In. Yeah. And I'm I'm also a little bit a bit intrigued by the friendship between Kurt and Michael because I can't recall ever having seen any pictures of the two of them. No. So I don't really know how close they were. I mean, Michael was the godfather of Francis Bean and he inducted them in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So there there was a friendship there for yeah. sure. But I don't know how close it actually was. Or I know they had, I think we talked about that before, they they had been in contact to maybe like record something together, but that never really happened. And, and no, that's... I, I, th- I, th- I think Michael Stipe mostly did that because he wanted to give Kurt something to look forward to yeah. and maybe stimulate him to hang on there because he saw that Kurt was in a downward spiral and wasn't doing good. Yeah. 
but so. but there's like you said there's not a lot of like also in the biographies and stuff like that there's no real mention of them doing things together so maybe no. they just had like a phone relation yeah <laughs> something possibly. like that yeah very yeah. well possible yeah i i don't know but anyway uh, michael stipe uh, he wrote a song about kurt or at least inspired by kurt called uh, let me in i must say i don't really like the arrangement of the song and the way it's recorded but there's a scott lit remix which i think sounds a bit better so we're gonna listen nice. to a piece of that I only wish that I could hear you whisper down Mr. Fisher moved to a less peculiar ground He gathered up his loved ones and he brought them all around to say goodbye Nice try Hey So, I think it's time that we start presenting our top 10. Yeah. Coming in at number 10, awarded 9 points by you, 0 by me, a classic Nirvana track called About a Girl. Uh, could you just explain a little bit why you think uh, this song is worth ten points, uh, 9 points? It's one of those songs that would never, let's say, make my top 3, but... It is one of the songs that I think of very soon when thinking about Nirvana songs. It just has that kind of hook that works for me. Yeah, so, it, it yeah. sounds a little bit like a smother. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. AI song. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the best I can say about it. I think it's a great song. N not their best, but I feel it should be in here. And I think it being like, at number 10 in our top 10 is is it fits good, yeah it's a good place for okay. it yeah um, th there's one rule in our system that we haven't explained yet and that's that the person who awarded the song the most points gets to pick the version that we're going to yep. listen to so i know you still were in between two versions the unplugged version or the live at pine street theater version yeah <laughs> and then especially the solo right from Pine yeah, Street obviously the unplugged version is maybe the version of this song I think the most liked version I think yeah. that most people discovered it really in the unplugged version but what I've always found interesting about About a Girl is that it has that guitar break that isn't really a guitar solo and, and when you listen to the different versions it's always a bit different and I like that Pine Street version because it's faster and then all of a sudden that guitar part sort of makes sense for me. So that's why I yeah. hovered between those two. You know what? Let's uh, check them out both mm -hmm. because uh, I have the same dilemma for the next song and then oh. I create for myself like a, <laughs> a situation where I can do them both as yep. well. But we're going to do them back to back. So yep. uh, we're going to start out with uh, the Pine Street uh, version.
So on to number nine. Mm -hmm. And there we find a song that I awarded 10 points to and you gave zero points. So it was a a close call. It's uh, Milk It. I'm happy that it made the top 10 because I think it's a special song in their catalog. It's it's different than most of their other songs. And also because it's on the last studio album, it kind of gives me the feeling that this could be a direction where they could progress in more. Yeah. They yeah, could true. explore even even a bit more. So, yeah, that's why it's one of my favorites uh, because it, it's different, uh, but it still really works and it's still recognizable Nirvana. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's like holds like a, the promise of the, the, the future or something, something like that. It wasn't named by any of our listeners e- either. So I guess it's not really like a, a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm happy that I gave it just enough points uh, <laughs> to make the cut and even surpass about a girl. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think that there's like a bad version of this song. No, I think the studio version of, on Utero is really good. Yep. I think the live version that's on um, from the Mighty Banks of the Wish guy is yep, really good. That's nice. And also, I think the demo version is really good. Yeah. Um, I kind of overlooked that version for a long, long time. It's on the uh, with the lights out uh, box set. So that's why it wasn't really on my radar because I don't listen to that very often. For some reason, um, this version isn't on the uh, In Utero Anniversary uh, no. edition, which I own. So Strange, actually. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I, I guess they maybe <laughs> overlooked it as well. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure, but um, yeah, it sounds pretty cool. And there's some different guitar parts in there as well. And since you were allowed to <laughs> <laughs> listen to two versions of About a Girl, we're also going to listen to two versions of Milk It. First the demo version and then the live version. That was my uh, number. That was our number our nine. Number yeah, nine. but it got. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> no, but it's still no, no. Our number nine. Still, it's our. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, because of this whole system, there could be a song in there that you actually hate, but still is in our number. <laughs> uh, but still is in our top ten. So. True, but are there Nirvana songs I hate and and you like enough to? No, 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 no not really. But still, the next song is also one that you didn't give any points, and I awarded 11 points. Wow. Yeah, and I kind of expected the song to get some points from you as well. It's uh, Where Did You Sleep Last Night. Could you uh, please <laughs> tell our <laughs> listeners why you did not mention this song? 
Um, because I already had a hard time um, deciding on the 10 best songs, I eventually decided to make an extra rule for myself and to not include covers. So that means that both this one, which you know I love, <laughs> and The Man Who Sold the World, yeah. <laughs> who you had I, on your list. Yes, I was in shock that you <laughs> did not uh, vote for that one because I didn't know you had this cover rule. And I must admit, I gave The Man Who Sold the World a little less points than I actually wanted to because I banked on you giving it some points. <laughs> so it would make the cut anyway. I did sort of ask you, like, what about the covers? And I but, said, everything goes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But it would have been a hard time for me to get to the proper top 10. So <laughs> that's eventually why I decided to keep yeah, those uh, out. It's fair enough. And yeah. I, I must say, this is the only cover song that made it. And, I and also, I think... Out of all of the cover songs they did, I think this is also sort of the, the fairest to have in the top 10 because it they made it their own the most. Yeah, like, so. yeah it's fair to say. Yeah. yeah, And I think it's a very important song in their yeah, catalog. It's sure. not a song that they just did one time for fun no. or anything. I mean, Kurt played that for, for a long time. He was exactly. a big fan of Lead Belly. Yeah. If we're ever going to pursue your uh, Kurt Cobain album club uh, thing... Uh, <laughs> We are going to listen to, uh, I think, the last sessions. Yes, yeah, last sessions. Collection, collection of uh, Lead Belly uh, uh, recordings. We can also do a Lead Belly podcast. <laughs> anyway, here's Nirvana <laughs> on number eight with 11 points with Where Did You Sleep Last Night? My girl, my girl. And I didn't have to think long uh, about which uh, version of this song was the best. Although I, I do think the live version from Paris is really good. Yeah. But nice it's one. not professionally recorded. So the quality of the recording is not all that great. So, no. yeah, this is much, much better. I think most people would agree that this is the, like the definitive version that yeah. Nirvana did of this, uh, of this song. So uh, on to the next one. Yeah. And we find the first song that we both voted for. Yay! Interestingly enough, we both didn't give it that many points, but it still added up to 11. Uh, I awarded it six points. You gave it five points. And it's Drain You. Why do you think uh, this song deserves a spot in our top 10? I think for me, it's just a, a quintessential Nirvana song. I, I mean, I haven't given it 
that many points, but it's still a song that like really invigorates me when I hear it. It's like, oh yeah, train yeah, you. Nice. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. sort of same that's here. The and gut I, I think it, it it really um works for the song that it wasn't a hit single. Yep. So it's not overplayed. You never you never hear it on the radio, for no, instance. True. Uh, but they did play it pretty much every live show. Yeah. I think Kurt once said it was one of the few songs that he always enjoyed playing live. So, yeah, I think that, that yeah. gives it like a bit of an insider feel or something yeah. like that. Because I gave it one point more than you did. Um, I had to decide what version we should play. And I had a kind of a hard time deciding it. Because I think the Nevermind version as it came out is pretty good. Yeah. But it sounds like the whole album... A little bit too slick, maybe. Yeah. So I checked out the um, original Butch Fig mix, but that one doesn't have all the um, squeaky sounds and right. Yeah, of course. Sound effects in the in the in the break. So that's kind yeah. of a um, yeah, mm, mm, mm. not not really perfect version. So um, then I uh, asked you for advice, and you said, "Oh, do do a live version." Uh, so uh, that's what I landed on. On the uh, Life at the Paramount Theater nice. um, version, uh, because it has so much energy. And like I said, it's like a typical Nirvana Life yeah. show song. So, uh, so that's why we are going to check out the live version of Drain You. So, uh, moving on to the next one. There we find the last song that got uh, only points from one of us. It's uh, Something in the Way. You gave it 15 points yeah. of the 100 you had to um, give away. So, um, why do you think it deserves that many? It's definitely one of my favorite Nirvana songs. It's an emotional song. It's a special song, I think, for Kurt as well, with the, the way it was recorded back then. And it just tells me so much about him, about the band, um, about that moment in time where they were. So yeah, it has a real special meaning and I, I really like that, what, that what, dark what, what, feeling. Yeah, what does it tell you about him in that time and place? For me, it it evokes sort of that moment where you have dark feelings inside, but you have a hard time emoting them. That's what this song tells me i yeah. guess yeah before we're going to listen to the uh, album version which you picked uh, we are going to listen to a cover version yeah not by batman this time <laughs> no but by uh, by the unthanks yes uh, you know them personally right yeah yeah the unthanks are a uh, folk band from the uk um and they are great people uh who i have gotten to know a couple of years ago and um uh, well see them almost every year uh, for uh, folksing weekends and gigs and stuff like that. Um, they're 
awesome people, great musicians. They make folk music, but like for people listening out there thinking folk music is like Bob Dylan or <laughs> hey, <nothing laughs> old people's music. Nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with Bob Dylan. Old people's music nothing even. wrong with. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, but just to to like to explain that there's like a really broad array of of folk music, uh, modern folk music uh, that has a lot of interesting influences uh, from from music from all over the world. And the young things are amazing at arranging songs. Uh, they write their own songs. They do covers. They they do old folk songs. They do basically everything. And the atmosphere in their songs is great. And they did this cover for um, the anniversary of the album uh, just a couple of weeks ago for the BBC. I know they just whipped it up in like <laughs> a day or so. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like last last notice thingy that they did. It already sounds great. You can hear what they're about and you can still hear like the original in there. And I hope they'll record a proper version of it sometime. Yeah. Please, but, um... Rachel, Adrian. <laughs> Please. Okay, so you know them personally, but you have to address them by <laughs> through a podcast. No, no, no. I'll send them a message. Okay, right. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of the same way the communication with Michael Stipe uh, works. Oh, didn't I tell you I I, I know Michael? Bur no, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we're gonna check out a piece of uh, uh, the Unthanks version of uh, something in a way that uh, they did for the BBC Radio. By the way, it was an interesting uh, documentary that the BBC did. Yeah, it was really like, good. Yeah, it was a radio documentary. I think you can probably still hear it somewhere online. Yeah, I think it's it's still online. BBC, after a while, they, they take it off. But I think you can, at least for now, still listen to it. Yeah. yeah. And they also made, um, and they being the BBC, they made a um, TV documentary yep. about Nirvana, a new one called uh, Nir When Nirvana Came to Britain, I think is yeah, the title. Yeah, I think that was it, yeah. Just uh, from top of my mind, um, it's it's pretty interesting as yep. well. Um, as the title says, um, it's all about uh, Nirvana's connection to Britain. Yeah, it was pretty pretty cool. I didn't hear that many new things, but sometimes a real retelling of a familiar story is interesting yeah, exactly. enough. And they had some interesting guests on there, yeah, like sure. uh, the guy who's uh, the uh, interpretive dancer that they <laughs> brought <laughs> yeah. on stage uh, every now and then. Yeah, he's also on the, the uh, Reading uh, famous Reading live show. Um, the photographer that took a pretty famous picture of him. It's a black and white picture of him. He's, it looked like he's wearing mascara or anything like something like that. And he's just looking up in, in the camera. He told the story that Kurt didn't want to look up for a long, long time. And then he said, 
okay, if you look uh, if you look up now, then you're done. It's like the last picture. Yeah. And then he made it at a point where Kurt wasn't a, a big star just yet. But then later the picture got like an iconic status. Yeah, it's used uh, it's used a lot. So those were interesting uh, stories. Al- although I don't really understand why they skipped some of the guests. I talked to uh, Andy Ballen on uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he toured with Nirvana in Britain when he was uh, drumming for uh, Captain America, the, the band, not the superhero. <laughs> and um, uh, he wrote a book about it, uh, Nirvana Tour Diary, uh, which is really interesting. And yeah, nice uh, he, told, uh, he told me that he was, in fact, interviewed for um, the documentary quite extensively, but they just didn't feature him. Oh, which, a shame. of course, was, uh, yeah, well, fair enough. He wasn't, like, up, up, upset about it or anything. Just to think that it would be, like, a logical pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. To, 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 have him, to have him on. Yeah. Also, uh, well, ever, maybe... ever True would be very yeah. logical to have on there. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure why he wasn't in there. So there were some weird choices. You could also... I, I thought it was pretty funny that he had a dancer yeah, in there, yeah. but could also question whether or not he really had something to add to the story but then again it was just a fine documentary and uh, exactly and it was i mean the choices were made that we will never know <laughs> why maybe there's a, a bonus version coming out later on dvd you never great. know yeah. yeah and i saw the other day uh that somebody had put the uh, documentary in its entirety uh, on YouTube. Ah, cool. Probably not on a legal way, so I don't know how long it will be up there. No, If but, you go to yeah. the BBC website, perhaps you can make an account and check it out there as well. Yeah, I'm not, if, I'm not if, you're not, sure. if you're not in the UK, then uh, then you can't. Well, there, there are ways to do it, but yeah. well, officially go, you go can't. Look, go look for it. You could probably yeah. find it uh, somewhere. And uh, yeah, it would be great if they had like an extra long version of yeah. that. Uh, we could see the other interviews as well. Yeah, pretty interesting. Um, they also had, uh, of course, uh, well, not of course, um, they also managed to have uh, Chris and Dave uh, yeah, in there. that was nice. And of course, that's, yeah, th- that's the real deal. That's the <laughs> exactly. guys you really, really have to. So it's, uh, it's absolutely worthwhile uh, checking it out. And of course, um, check out uh, Andy's book because it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's really, really good. interesting. It's a pretty good read. And he's uh, so kind as to always uh, retweet our uh, <laughs> <laughs> podcast promo tweet on yeah. Twitter. So, uh, But his, his book is really good. Yeah. We're not just saying that because he's retweeting. Up. It, it's really a nice read and, and you get some extra, extra insights. That's really good to read, I think. Yeah, for sure. So um, back to uh, something in a way, yeah. because that's actually what we were talking about <laughs> exactly. uh, on uh, number six in our uh, uh, top 10. Yeah, here's the uh, version that everybody's familiar with, of course, and uh, that you chose to, uh, to feature uh, today.
So on to the top five favorite yeah. songs. Uh, coming in at number five is Lithium. Uh, let's see, you gave it uh, 10 points. I only gave it four. Actually, I must say, I don't know why? why I just gave it four. I just, I don't know. Of course, it's a bit, there's quite a bit of a random factor in here. I mean, if uh, if yeah. I sat down to make the list uh, one hour later or earlier, it would have come out different. Exactly. But uh, yeah. I don't know. For some reason, I only gave it four points. Luckily, you gave it 10 yeah. points enough um, to vote it uh, in the, in the top 10 and it also means that you are in control of which version we are going to play yeah and we're going to play the version from amsterdam just because you're from amsterdam uh, obviously really good and i also think it's fitting to have a live version of it yeah for sure i do think that the studio version is a bit too neat or something like that to, yeah i totally to agree up. yeah it it has it sort of lacks the energy that the yeah. live versions have and there's a lot of live versions out there that aren't perfect for sure but they do have that energetic feeling that yeah. fits the song yeah. yeah dave Grohl famously had to uh, drum with a click track for this one yeah because the band kept speeding up while recording yeah. and i think yeah that kind of adds something yeah. to, to the song like building up the energy and yeah. yeah by taking that away from the studio version it's yeah i i like it better if it has like more yeah more freedom yeah yeah, go where, totally to go where it needs yeah. to go. And, uh, Although I, I can imagine in a studio setting that could go wrong. Of course, yeah. of course. And uh, yeah, that's why they have a producer. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> Butch Vig is a drummer himself. So yeah. I can imagine that he's really <laughs> strict on stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's cool to have the live version. And uh, soon we'll have more live versions from Amsterdam. Yeah. Because uh, there's a uh, Nevermind 30-year anniversary box set coming up. Yeah which has a couple of live shows, including the Amsterdam show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I, th I think I called it when we were doing the podcast yeah. about the live uh, albums. I said, well, there is a professional recording of this show. They have to release it someday, not knowing that it would be uh, just a couple of months later. Yeah, well, maybe they sort of rushed it in when they heard you say that. Probably, probably, yeah. <laughs> Are uh, you getting a complimentary copy? Because that I, box set is expensive. It's really expensive, yeah. I get it. I, I don't mind per se, but there's a lot on there that we already know. So Yeah, the, the Amsterdam yeah. show, because it was recorded for television, uh, it's on, on bootlegs, on good bootlegs for mm -hmm. centuries. So yeah. I'm not really sure if it's worth the money. Um, I think the 20th anniversary box set was really good with all the uh, alternative mixes and demos and, and yep. stuff like that. Um, but in, in this case, it seems to be only live shows adding to it. 
and I'm I'm happy to have more well sounding live yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, but of course. I think I can do with just the streaming services then. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the issue is also that there's just one big set with everything. I know in like recent special editions uh, that the Princess State released that they had like two or three different versions so you could buy like the really expensive one or the 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 smaller one or whatever which is good because then you can sort of pick and mix and in this case there's a lot of stuff in there even if you don't talk about like bootlegs but official stuff that a lot of us already own i would have liked to be able to separately buy the things that haven't yeah. been released officially, like for instance, the Amsterdam, I'm, I'm more than happy to pay for the official Amsterdam live release, but yeah. you don't need another copy of Nevermind. Exactly. So yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that there will be like a separate release as yeah. well. I don't know. I, I haven't read anything about that. No, so me I, neither. I, I don't think they're going to do that, but uh, who knows? What I do think is cool is that they also include a live show from Australia. Yeah. And I know we have some uh, listeners uh, from that country. Yeah. Quite some listeners, I think. Or the people from Australia are just very kind and very uh, <laughs> eager to send emails to uh, yeah, the podcast that they listened uh, to. But uh, that's what I had to think of when I saw that they're going to uh, release a uh, Australian live show. Yeah. So uh, here's to you, dear friends from yes. uh, Australia. <laughs> so uh, moving on through the list on uh, number four. Uh, a song that wasn't mentioned by any of our listeners, oh, but yeah. we just had to mention. <laughs> and people who have uh, l- uh, listened to our podcast uh, before, they probably already know uh, which one it is. Because uh, during the recording of this whole podcast series, we found out that we have uh, we share the love of a um, song that never really got <laughs> to make it to an official release until... Yeah. The, the legacy releases um, uh, came. It's uh, old age. Yeah, I gave it uh, nine points. You gave it 13 points. So it's pretty close. Um, yeah, we, we had to get this one yeah. in, right? For sure, for sure. It's, uh, yeah, like you said, we love it. And uh, I, I still can't, can't hear it enough. It's no, beautiful. No, me neither. I, I once jokingly said in, an, uh, in one of our episodes that... We could do an entire uh, episode about this one. Somebody sent an email and said, oh, yeah, please do. But, uh, <laughs> I, I think he wanted us to do uh, entire episodes about pretty much every Nirvana song. So but, that would be a bit much, perhaps. But you've given me an idea for a whole new podcast. <laughs> the, <laughs> old <laughs> the Old Age Podcast. The Old Age Podcast. Four seasons and a movie. <laughs> yeah. And then, a- ending a <laughs> and then at the end, we're going to play uh, the Michael Stipe version, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, call us. <laughs> we really should stop doing saying that. <laughs> <laughs> we are stop, stopping in saying this because this is the last episode. Yeah, so. that's right. And and if our listeners get annoyed by our uh, <laughs> by us repeating the same inside joke over and over again, who cares? We're not going to do anything anymore. <laughs> Unless Michael sends us something. <laughs> okay, so here's uh, Old Age. It's the um, studio version. That's a, a never mind uh, outtake. I think we have played every version of this song yeah. over several uh, podcast uh, episodes. And uh, yeah, this one sounds the best, at least in your opinion.
a couple of weeks ago, uh, Butch Fig um, took over the Nirvana uh, Twitter account. Oh, yeah, right. To celebrate uh, the 30th uh, anniversary of uh, Nevermind. You could ask him questions. Yeah. Try to send in a question about this song, asking him how he felt about it and why he thinks the band uh, abandoned it in the end. But unfortunately, he didn't pick up my question. Oh, that's so, a shame. Yeah, it is. It was... Um, I'm I'm not 100% sure if I sent it in correctly, so mm. it's probably just my fault. Um, it was pretty uh, interesting to read, by the way. Uh, he shared some uh, yeah some anecdotes that we already knew, but also like um, that his uh, favorite um, solo guitar solo on Nevermind is uh, in Bloom, ah, right. saying sometimes crazy bands are better are better than guitar solo <laughs> something like that. So uh, nice. yeah, that was interesting, and uh, also that the hardest. Um, thing while st- uh, recording this album was to uh, see when Kurt was focused. Mm-hmm. He's talked about that before that sometimes Kurt would really just, you know, shut down. Yeah. And sometimes he would be really energetic and focused and productive. And sometimes he would just wouldn't do stuff like that. And um, I think when they were trying to record old age, he just walked off and said, I don't want to do this one anymore. And right. they just never uh, got back to it. Something like that. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, it gives us a nice, uh, nice gem to to discover. Exactly. Yeah, that's also good. So uh, we're on um, to the top three. So yeah. it's uh, it's time for the big ones now. Also, uh, people are going to find out that their favorite song isn't in our list. <laughs> so I hope they won't mind because there are some songs that got mentioned quite a lot, like uh, Francis Farmer, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't in our uh, no. Is on our list, although I really, really like that song. Yeah, me too. I did consider it. I don't know if I, whether or not I gave it any points. I don't think so because I had... No, I didn't. No, but I still really, really, really like it. It was on my list and then I had to cross it off because <laughs> I decided to go uh, with other songs. But uh, what we do find is a uh, another song uh, of In Utero, All Apologies. You gave it only eight points. Yeah, I thought you would give it more. I di- I did almost uh, twice as much. I gave it fifteen. So that your favorite? I think it's the the, the same what you had with discovering. You gave lithium only four points. <laughs> it's one of those songs that sort of goes up and down in my list. Like some days I'm really into it, and some days I'm less into it. But yeah, obviously I I love the song. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? I I mean, I hope our fans like it as well yeah it got quite some mentions uh, <laughs> as, as well yeah it's absolutely one one of the best i think it has yeah. very interesting backstory because they had it lying around for quite some time yeah. there's the demo version which sounds quite a bit different yeah kurt said that in his mind this was a special song for courtney and and francis bean yeah so there's that that gives it like an extra layer the way he introduced the song and dedicated it to them uh at the Reading Festival. Yeah. So uh, apart from that, it's just a really, really good song. Yeah. It was pretty hard to uh, pick a version though. Yeah. First thing you have to do is, are you going to select the unplugged version as the best or not? In the end, I decided against that. Okay. And Why? Because I think in the chorus, it misses the like the, the bite with yeah. the... the Harder drums and uh, yeah. the distorted guitars in there. Yeah, I think that and might it, be I, one I of the it, reasons why it sometimes fluctuates in my list because then you that unplugged version is is a well known version and and when that one pops up in your head, it's like yeah, it's cool, but mm, 
Yeah. yeah well, I, I think that one is really good as well. But I sure. think the the softer parts come out really, really nice. And uh, yeah. the chorus, the vocal performance is really good. Yeah. But it just misses like the the real backing of the loud band yeah. behind it. And I think it, uh, that served the song as well. So I decided to make like maybe a bit slightly controversial uh, decision. Ooh. I'm going to go for the 2013 mix. Ah, as nice. most people will probably know, uh, the original uh, producer, Steve Albini, uh, got to uh, remix uh, the album, again, for an anniversary edition. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, uh, he came up with a different mix. On some of the songs, there's not a lot of difference. And some of them I like slightly less than the original mix. But I think this one is uh, is a bit better. Yeah. Of course, it had already been remixed by Scott Litt as well. So there's all kinds of different mixes i think the 2013 mix highlights the extra guitar part and the yep. background a bit more and the cello line which i really really love so uh that's why i decided to go for this one also i quite recently learned how chris novoselic came up with the idea to ask albini to do a remix 20 years later ah really yeah he was listening to a doors album yeah and they did the same thing. Mm -hmm. So that's why he thought, uh, if the doors can do it, why can't we? <laughs> that is a really good reason. guitar line is just so good yeah it's amazing uh, awesome so the final two songs uh, yeah. I, I think for casual nirvana fans um this won't be a surprise but for like really hardcore nirvana fans it just might be um because on number two there's a smells like teen spirits yeah a song that not a lot of our listeners put in their top 10 maybe because it, it's so familiar now and so overplayed that yeah you kind of you can hardly see it as a song or as yeah. a nirvana song it's like a phenomenon something <laughs> exactly. like that yeah but uh i i don't know how about you but i i felt like yeah, we just can't deny the quality of the song it's so important but it's, it's there's a reason why it became so big and i think the main reason is that it's just a really really good song exactly and i think that like for me, a reason to to give it a lot of points is just the fact that as soon as that song starts, I still get that excitement I got back then. Yeah, uh, that that excitement never went away, and and that like emotional impact that it has on me still is for me a reason to rate it really high. Yeah, same here. Um, let's see, you gave it fifteen points. Yeah. I gave it twelve points. That's enough uh, to be our number two. 
It also means that you could pick the version. Um, did you have to think about that long? No, no. For me, the album version is is just the version, however many different versions there <laughs> are, but that's just, yeah, that's the one. And um, I, I think I, I chose a specific part of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You because wanted to focus on the on the guitar solo. Exactly. I was thinking about like which which part of the song to listen to because yeah, we all know it and obviously the start of the song is is iconic, but I was just thinking about how extremely funny it actually is that a band that said like, oh, we're not about guitar solos and, and Kurt being sometimes nasty about other bands are like, oh, they're just about guitar solos and whatever, that they actually scored such a big mainstream hit with a song that has such a prominent guitar solo. Well, you can discuss the quality of the guitar solo because, yeah, <laughs> he's just playing the melody of the lyrics, but it is a part of the song that everybody knows and everybody remembers and has such an impact and is so important to the quality of the song, I think, um, that I find that quite ironic. Yeah, that was my special mix that I yeah. made especially for you for the occasion. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, so we've got only one song left uh, left to play. I, I Maybe I kind of spoiled it <laughs> by my comment uh, just before this one because uh, I think uh, our number one is a usual suspect because yep. it's their other lead single for a studio album. It's a heart-shaped box. And I think in the end... All things considered, that's just the best song they ever did. Yeah. It, it, it has all the elements that make Nirvana a great band. Like yeah. the lyrics are, are really good and really typical Cobain lyrics, but like the typical good Cobain lyrics. Yeah, exactly. And all the imagery and yeah. you can't really figure out what it's about, but you know it's about something and you can, yeah, you can see a lot of meaning in there. Yeah. But it, it has the irony. It has, um, yeah, it has everything. Yeah, and it has the 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 best music video, as we oh, absolutely noted in our music video episode. I mean, yeah, it's 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 the complete package. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It 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 it's, it's so so good. It has the quiet, loud dynamic, but with a twist. It has more depth than uh, Teen Spirit, that has the same dynamic but uh, it sounds a bit more like a trick and here it sounds like it's actually part of the song that it's the only way you can could have come out and um, the melody is great the production is really good especially after scott lit had his way with it yeah it's uh, it's pretty uh, perfect by the way uh, what you're hearing now in the background is a uh, instrumental version that i came across quite some time ago by a guy called dan 
Dubuque. So he plays it on this like this acoustic slide guitar thing. I thought it was really cool, so I sent him a message. Where, oh, can we can we uh, use it on the podcast? And he said, yeah, sure. And then I never did, so I had to grab my final chance. But of course, that's not uh, the definitive uh, uh, version. Can I just share one more thing that I found on YouTube about this song? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. I already posted it on our Facebook page. It's a guy called Chris Lipe. He's a singer and a vocal coach, and he analyzes uh, isolated vocal tracks from several songs. He Mm -hmm. did a lot of Soundgarden and Chris Cornell uh, stuff, but also uh, this one. He really picks it apart. He's like 18 minutes just talking about the vocal track of of this one. Just wanted to play a short snippet of it. And uh, and if you're interested, just go uh, to YouTube and check out the whole clip. It's really, uh, really good. They brought that that background vocal up a little bit there. It's a lot louder than the other uh, sections where they have a similar background vocal. It creates um, almost an acceptability that that timing is a bit fluid. Throw down your so I can climb right back. Uh, right there, listen to how the reverb comes out a little bit more and how everything gets a little bit brighter. Come right back. I mean, it's 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 like they took they're taking the EQ knobs on the board and being like, just goosing the the presence a little bit. Throw down your so I can come right back. Awesome. Oh, uh, talking. I love it. What did he say? I don't know. I love stuff like that. It's just left in. Yeah, that was uh, Chris Lipe. Uh, like I said, uh, you can uh, check out his nice. full analysis uh, on uh, on YouTube. And that almost brings this show and our entire podcast series uh, to an end. Yeah. So um, for the very last time, uh, I would like uh, to thank everybody who helped us out uh, doing this. Yeah, for sure. Like uh, your husband, Thijs, uh, my wife, uh, Marijke, they helped us out. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, Joop Hullegi for letting us use his... Uh, piano versions of yeah. uh, Nirvana songs for our uh, introduction uh, tune. Also, you can find his work on uh, on YouTube. Nirvana Piano, I think, not <laughs> Piano Nirvana. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, everybody I'm getting that helped us out. A company that I think I've never mentioned is Roke and Mube. Yeah, no. They, uh, they uh, well, they didn't give me the software. They sold <laughs> me the software, which makes it a lot easier to record this uh, the right way, especially when we were uh, apart, when you were in France and yep. we had to record it over a distance. Um, they create really cool stuff for um, a uh, uh, Apple uh, computer to uh, to do some audio trickery so that uh, that really uh, worked. Uh, and of course, I want to thank you for uh, starting this adventure with me and also <laughs> yeah. for uh, sticking it out with me uh, till the very end. Yeah. That's why uh, I brought you a gift. Oh, wow. Really? Because now I know uh, what your favorite Nirvana song is. <laughs> I thought, well, you need to own the uh, official CD single of it. Wow. So uh, I want to send that to oh, you. Oh, that's so cool. Thank you so much. That's to- really a nice, special present. Yeah. Well, you're, you're welcome. I really uh, enjoyed uh, doing this with you. Yeah. And, uh, I, I really enjoyed it as well. And thank you for asking me all that time ago. And you're like, oh, yeah, let's do this and <laughs> dive into this Nirvana adventure. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been great. Yeah, I yeah. thought so too. Thanks. Cool. And of course, everybody who's listening to our podcast, especially the people who have uh, reached out to us, send us emails and 
messages and even video messages and yeah. pictures from Seattle. It was really, really cool uh, to hear from you guys. And uh, it yeah, really, for sure. uh, it really uh, made it worthwhile for us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And to know that there is a community out there that loves Nirvana and, and is always interested in discussing it and, and listening to people like us discussing it. It's, uh, yeah, that's been quite amazing. So thank you very much for all of that. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, like we said, here's our favorite Nirvana yeah. song, Hardship Box. She's 